1: Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also, and you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert.
2: Just, the word just shall live, the just shall live the face here means one who has been justified by the blood of Yeshua. And that's what that means. Now, uh, more literally, to be made or declared righteous, these people should be what? Living by faith. That's the reason the lessons within the faith uh, the faith realm is so important because it's a step-by-step process. And, and, folks, I'm sorry, but you have to start, you know, when you went to school, you started in kindergarten, okay, or first grade. And then after you got that all right, you've got to go up here. Faith is the same thing. I know when we look in the mirror, we're all growing up. Some of us have been to college and all these things, and we think automatically that bless God that we just went from first grade right on up to being a you know having a doctorate degree in in uh, theology. And that's just not the way it works. It's a step at a time. It's a day at a time. It has to be a way of life that you apply every day. Now, now uh, suggestions is this: take something in your life. That you know that you've been seeking God for it to change now it could be something of deliverance, it could be something of healing, it could be something of finances, it could be you know be, be a lot of things take one don't don't try it with everything because all you're going to do is be uh, frustrated to no end. Take one thing and begin to speak to that, begin to command it to come under. To get the word, go into your, take your, if you don't have a Strong's Concordance, I'd strongly <laughs> advise you get one. And get into that and, and take those scriptures. Now listen closely. Write the scriptures down. Put them on the mirror in the bathroom. If you've got a place to put them when you're sitting on the pot, put them there. Put them on the dash of the car. Put them in your bedroom on the wall next to where you sleep. And constantly become obsessed with God's Word in relationship to that problem that you're, you're facing. That is the only way that you're going to do it. Now, here's what I tell people. If you will beat one mountain, just one, in your life, you'll beat them all. Until you beat one, you ain't going to beat any of them. You have to beat one. In order to do that, you're going to have to have what I call bulldog tenacity. You're going to have to latch on, and you're going to have to hang on, and if you're not going to be willing to do it, folks, you're going to lose. This is a game of life and death, is what faith is. Your faith will either heal you, or your lack of faith thereby or doubt and unbelief will kill you. Only you can decide that. Now, I, I, what, what is the anointing then all about? The anointing is only to do what? It's only to, to help stimulate your faith. People, they bring, people bring people to me, they come to me, and bless God, God lets me exercise the anointing that's, that's in this vessel, which is him, into their bodies, whatever it is they need, and, 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 and then they're, they are, they're healed. They're, they're set free or they've been given miracles. Now, that is to bring your faith level up so that, number one, you know that it can be done. But that's where most of what we do with it ends in your behalf. It's kind of like a drug. The anointing can be like a drug. Believe me. I know. I live for the anointing. If I wouldn't for the anointing, I quit tomorrow, take all my stripes on that day, and not love it that I took the strife, but just the fact that I, I, I would do that. Why? Because I know what the anointing means. I know that it takes the anointing for it to work. But what happens when people come and they receive it because, what is it? Now, let, let's put it this way. My dad always told me, right, or, you know, my folks, I, we grew up not having a lot of things, and, but he did manage to buy me an old jalopy car when I was 16 years old. And on that old jalopy t- car came some old jalopy tires. And there was a little bulge in one of the tires, and and now I, you know, I was, had a, you know, summertime, I made a little extra money mowing yards and doing the stuff I, I had, but if I use the money for that tire, now, you, you're you talking about a new Michelin? No, no, honey, I'm talking about the one you go down to the junkyard where somebody wrecked a car, and they got these tires laying out there, and for, you know, for $4 or $5, you can get yourself a tire. And so I've got the money to go down to the junkyard to get me a tire, and, and, I, and I'm thinking, boy, I wonder if Dad would, you know, spring for this tire. And so I, <clears throat> you know, it's like being a father pleaser, you know. I begin to do things in order to get my dad's attention that I'm, I'm with your Pop, you know, just like a teenager, right? And bless God, I, and he knew what was going on. I said, Dad, I said, hey, Dad what about that tire? He said, what about it? And I said, well, I said, you know, I, I, that that thing's going to blow out and let me down. I didn't have a spare. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I could buy you a tire. I said, oh.
1: I said, Dad, I'll tell
2: you what. He said, but I'm not going to. He could, but he's not going to. He said, listen up, son. If I buy the tire, he said, you know those boys uptown that go around the corner and they and, and we used to call it Jenna Wheel Melvin, because this one guy's name was Melvin, and every time he'd go take off in that car, he'd have to spin them wheels. So they'd say, there goes old Jenna Wheel Melvin. So everybody became Jenna Wheel Melvin. He said, you know those guys that are doing that up there? I said, yeah. He said, their dads are buying their tires. If you have to buy that tire, I doubt very ser- seriously if you're going to be up there spinning your wheels. And you want to know something? He was right. I never, I'm going to tell you something, I checked those tires to make sure that the, that the pressure was, was the best that could be. Kept Some of them I had to put air in every day. But you see, if you have to pay the price, you're going to take care of it, aren't you? And the same thing happens with the anointing. As long as you can draw from the prophet and you can stay next to the prophet, You've got it made. But you see, the problem with the prophets are, we're going to grow you up. I'm going to put enough a word of God in, in you that you'll choke if you don't want to swallow. And I know that. I'm capable of teaching it because I have lived it. This isn't an exercise in futility when it comes to, oh, what I hope one day I'm going to be. This is what I am. And I'm telling you the way I got there. You know how you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right? That's the way faith works. One step at a time. One step. So you take that mountain that's in your life. You take it. You begin to write the Scriptures down. You begin to memorize the Scriptures. And then before you can get them memorized, you just start reading them. You go to the bathroom while you're brushing your teeth. There you are, reading those Scriptures. Well, you can do it out loud, but you should do it out loud. Why? Now listen. Faith comes by hearing the way faith comes, and hearing by the Word of God. The more that you hear yourself speak that, the more you're going to have confidence in, bless God, what you're saying or speaking. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, when you can get that transferal from speaking and hearing and into your heart, then that's what you're going to be. You literally can change the destiny of you or anybody that will listen to you by that concept. If you will hear it, begin to speak it so you can hear it, then best God, you will get it down into your heart and eventually you'll be there. Well, uh, you know, Brother know, I'm going to be poor. My folks were poor. And, and, now what are you doing? You're, you're speaking, you're hearing, it gets in your heart, and guess what? 99.9% of those people are, they're poor. See, again, this whole, this thing, that's a spirit. And, and that spirit is predominant among certain parts of our population of, of the country. Those things can be broken. You can be successful, or you can be a failure. That that is your choice. That, that, that's not something that any of us can do. God made you successful. The powers of darkness are out here from John 10, ten, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That that's his job. But he said, I've come that you might have life, you might have it more abundantly. And within the process of the more abundant, you will find yourself understanding who God really is and what this thing's all about. So If you have to fend for yourself, bringing your faith up a notch, then you're going to come up a notch. If you're somewhere going to a church or a synagogue and you're basing everything you're doing upon that vessel, which is flesh and blood, standing behind these bemas, you're not going to make it very far. Oh, you'll make it as far as God will let that happen. But let 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 me tell you now, Faith first is going to work where? In you and your family. Now, I'm listening to this part. After a season of that, maybe a year, most likely three, four, five, okay? Then you're going to then have to find another piece of Scripture because you're going to be trying to lay hands on your wife and your children and ain't nothing going to happen. What's that about? You heard me tell, didn't you? Oh look what I can do with my family. It's going to happen to you. Isn't it neat to be around somebody that's been there and done it? You're going to get to a place where you're going to understand. If there's any sick among you, call for the elders of the church. Oh, you're talking about pride. <laughs> God, I'm I'm the prophet. How how can how can I? Oh, whoop, whoop. He said, you want them to die? I said, no. He said, call the elders. Oh. Like pulling eye teeth. The elders come, pour their oil and pray. They were healed. It's God! It doesn't have anything to do with you. The lessons that we have to learn from it are heart you. But the pride has to leave. And you have to know, <laughs> it's only Him. What's your part? Just to believe. Your part is just to believe. That That is the only part that you play. It's not all how scriptural you are. It's all if you will believe. If thou canst but believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are. So the road of faith is rocky at best. It'll cause you to stumble. Sometimes you'll fall. You get up, you wipe yourself off, and you do it again. Because somewhere out there in that realm, and and brothers and sisters, again, the importance of, of, of this message for you is that I have lived that. I've been there. I can
1: write it down.
2: And if you haven't been through it, you will go through it. It's part of the process. It's part of the understanding that, bless God, that this, this isn't a game that you're playing that, that, so you can brag on yourself. This is life and it's death. You choose. And through the choice and the development of the choice of faith, not, I, I remember, I remember just like it was yesterday, the pastor said, <clears throat> now everybody that wants to live the faith, he had done some message on faith, he said, just come forward, and we're going to lay hands on you, and, 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 and you're going to now begin to live by faith. Now, I was the first one in the line. I said, I never, I said on the front row, and he didn't get, never get anything out of his mouth. I wasn't first up there. I don't care what it was. I need it. I'd take it. But there it was. Well, I thought, man, now I've really started my walk in faith. Now, I thought I knew about faith, but after he preached that message, folks, I'm going to tell you, it looked like I was going straight to hell in a bobsled. Things started being turned right, straight upside down. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to stop it. I called the pastor. He didn't have any answers. I come to find out he had gotten his latest thing out of a Kenneth Hagin magazine. You hear what I'm saying? See they didn't they didn't live it themselves. They couldn't teach it. They didn't know what was going on because they'd never been there. <laughs> I found out one thing: <laughs> you better be careful what you ask for. Okay? I had a guy in this room one night. I did a thing on on uh, bless God uh, upon having self-control, having patience. She come up and I said, for those of you that. Lack that and need it come and she, she's one of them that came. She called two days later and she had been evicted from her apartment. Lack of self-control. Two or three days later come down, something else had happened, something else happened, something else happened. Then I, then I began to uh, realize that you have to be sure that the people understand with every step of faith, there's going to come opposition. Because the last thing the powers of darkness can have you do is do what this prophet does. If all of you can learn to do what I do, he's in trouble and he knows it. So every time you take that step, as small as it may seem, the devil's going to come at you. And he's going to try to steal that from you so that you'll just, well, maybe we better just back him and stay here. It's safe right here. I don't want... Uh, Like I said, down the road we're going to do a thing on demonology that you can begin to thoroughly understand the operations of darkness. But your faith is important to you, and your faith is important to God. Uh, One of my favorite stories that I have told through the years was about a a minister, and he had gotten in a car wreck, and I, I think it was his back, that was injured, and they were going to have to operate on him. Now, now this, this brother was, was, a, was a faith teacher, and, and, and he believed what he taught. And so I didn't know him during the time this happened. He just t- had told me the story. And he said, they came in and told my family that I'm there in the hospital room, that I'd have to be operated on. And he said I was weak and sedated, but he said I told them that I, I, I wouldn't have to be operated on because by faith, God had, you know, by his stripes, I've been healed. And so he said that they, they, they signed the consent, consent form for him to be operated on. His wife did. And she looked at him and she said, you really don't want to do this? And he said, no. He said, I, I'm healed by his stripes. Well, she signed it. And here they come in and they start putting him on that gurney. Down the hall they go. And bless God, they get down to the, to the doors of that operating room to push him in there. He sat straight up in that bed. Yanked the IVs out and said, by his stripes, I have now been healed. Crawled off of that thing, did three or four of those for him, jumped up up and down three or four times and glorified God and went home. Now, what I like to be able to teach about that is sometimes the miracle that you're believing for won't appear until absolute failure is almost inevitable. Can you believe up to the time? Let me tell you what this old boy said, the back part of this. Whether I live or I die, I belong to him. And in all essence, if I died, I would have been healed because I went to heaven. That's faith. That will move the hand of God any time you apply that kind of faith. It will move God. Because after all, folks, we belong to him. There is nobody in this room that understands your destiny as far as the amount of time you have on this earth. God does. See, that's the reason I've always had a little bit of a problem with these things of trying to, you know, put people through radiation and chemotherapy. Let God be God. If it was your time to go on. Praise God when you get there. You're going to be terribly glad that you got there. Okay. No, we're trying to hang on to life. Honey, life is there. Life isn't here. I had a preacher one time say, you know, I don't want to go to hell. But he said, I think God's letting us have an idea kind of what hell's about living here on this earth. I'm not too sure he wasn't pretty well right about all that, okay? I'm sure not. Well, let's go on. Don is going to be wanting to take a break here. I think it's about. Do you have anything you want to bring down? Bring it down. You want to take a short break? I don't have my watch, so I'm just up here doing what I like. See, I love it when there's no clocks on the walls and no watch on my arm, and then I can just. I hell, yeah, well, I can tell. Faith. Without it, you can't please him. With it, you can raise the dead. And see, you see, I'm so dogmatic about it, because I've watched the work for so many years that I know that you you know when they came when the disciples came unto Christ and and made the uh, statement that they made, what must we do that we might work the works of God? See they knew that they knew where they were, even though they were there with michelle they they knew that blessed God that that they Hadn't arrived to where they can work these works, but they had watched him do it, and and they they, they want to know what do we have to do. They didn't say, oh, we can do it. What must we do that we might work the works of God? And that's the attitude we have. But folks, the attitude the church has is, that the church owes you the anointing. The church owes you the healing. The church owes you the financial blessings that, uh, and pray for you. The church owes you this. The church owes you that. God doesn't owe you anything. He gave it all to you. The key is to get in the ministry that's lived it, that can teach it so that you can do it. Tapes won't do it. CDs won't do it. Books won't do it. The anointing destroys the yoke. That, that's the reason I keep saying the bless God that in, in all of what we do, especially down here in these quarterlies, there's things as <speaking in Hebrew> that happening in this room and some of your lives is changing your lives. The anointing is destroying yoke. When you get under the manifestation of the anointing, your lives will change. The more you can get under it, get under it, because God will keep destroying the yoke, changing things in your life. And then one day you're going to be able to do what you need to do. You 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 use me as long as God will let you use me. That's what I'm saying. Don't you sit back there this weekend and say, well, I don't want to go up there because somebody's going to think I don't have I don't have enough faith. I got well you need up here because you don't have enough faith. Don't you let the devil steal that from you because you've got some some uh, you know idea some idea with this thing. That, 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 that no again don't let the pride do uh, go with me to Hebrews the tenth chapter. Hebrews 10, 1038, 1038 of Hebrews. It says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now we're getting to a place now where this requirement to live by faith goes even further than what we've talked about before. Now the requirement and understanding is to bless God that he says that, that my soul will have no pleasure in him. So if you're not going to live by faith, then, then God's soul, now, now, does that, does that mean that, bless God, that if you're into just letting somebody else, the anointing that's in their life, all right, through laying on of hands or praying for you, uh, are you do, if you're in, in, independently thinking that that's going to take care of everything, then God says, what? He, he says, I, I have no pleasure in that person. So, so what we want, again, to do is to get everybody to understand. Now, why did God do that? The reason God does that is you are needed by God to fulfill your destinies here on this earth, and and I know that it that greatly uh, bothers the church to hear me talk about predestination, but I'm sorry, you are predestinated from the foundations of this world to fulfill and every. You see, that's why some people go through life and they can't seem to stay at the job this job or that job, and they jump from here, they jump from there. Why? Because your spirit is being moved, all right? Not being satisfied. Now, isn't it something when you get in the right place? Some of you can never find the right church to be in. You jump from this church to that church to this church, and then all of a sudden you heard Ephraim come home, and all of a sudden there was a settling that came into your hearts and your spirits. All of a sudden you know, what, what happened? You found you found You found the destiny you found what it is that God wants you to have. Now, now you want to be careful and not let, bless God, the powers of darkness come and begin to steal from you. And, and as I said before, everything that God does, the backside of this thing is that the devil is going to come to try to steal. That, that's his job. He goes before the Lord God and says, Look, Decker thinks he wants to believe in faith. You let that hedge down. Let me get in there and I'll show you what he believes about faith. Well, God said, "Well, I, you know, I have to let it down because He said He believed in it, and and so He lets it down. And here comes the devil. That's the way this thing works, folks. You can't. You, 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 I'm sorry, you just can't volunteer and tomorrow I'll have it all. If that could happen, we could change the world literally overnight. It, it, it's going. It's a battle, and and that's again the reason why I'm going to really need to get into some big time spiritual warfare. That uh, some of you have." Uh, are called intercessors, and I know that. That's in this room. Uh, uh, we're going to have to. We're going to have to kick this thing up a notch uh, in, in time here. I don't know how far down the road, but we'll, we'll get that done. But now, again, understand that he's saying that he has no pleasure in those. As as long as you allow your senses to govern you, uh, you're constantly uh, never going to be able to walk by, by by faith. And if you don't walk by faith, then what? Then, then you're going to receive. You're not going to receive the benefits. Uh, that are associated with God's lifestyle. You're not going to be able to receive that. Employer pays for services. Okay, now get this down. An employer pays for services. So does God. Only his doesn't come in what? His doesn't come in dollars and cents. Not necessarily. 11.24 of Hebrews. 11.24. The faith Moses, when he was, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Wouldn't it have been easier for him to do that? It would have been much easier for him to have done that. He had it made, didn't he? But the fact of it is, he didn't. A receiving is a contingent upon believing. Okay? He, wasn't, he was not going to believe by any way, shape, or form that that's what his destiny was and was all about. Faith starts with the small things and grows, and we went, we went through that. Now there's different levels of faith and 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 those things are important for you to 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 write down Now I'm going to give you scriptures here uh we'll uh, I'll give you like one and then we'll you, know, you can add on some others, but you must realize that not everybody starts out in the upper level. everybody starts where at the bottom, okay and there are different levels as you are able to obtain those levels through trials and tribulations, then you will have moved up. Somebody one time said to me, said said, Well prophet, just how many levels are they? And I said, Well, till you get to heaven. Faith never quits growing. And and, the, and when you become complacent, and many of us do, that's the reason I said you need to take one time of year that you can really get off with God and fast and pray and find out. Uh, make sure you understand that your your faith level has to grow every year, or it needs to grow every year. But unfortunately, uh, sometimes we get lazy. Sometimes the circumstances come and and causes us all kind of uh, uh, things. Now faith uh, faith brought the results. Let's go to Matthew, and there's a, there's a lot of this, but I'm going to read one and then let you write down some others that you can study. But Matthew eight Matthew eight starting in the fifth verse. It says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marvelled and said to them that, that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And of course we know that blessed God that the, his servant was healed in that self same hour. Now that is faith the faith that brought the result in, in, in Matthew nine, well it's just I'm here at uh, Matthew nine twenty seven. Matthew nine twenty seven. And Jesus departed thence to, to thence. Two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And he, and he was come into the house. The blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touching he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. A lot of people don't understand that. Could he not? Just, sure he could have. He's God. But he said, according to your faith, according to your faith, according to your faith. Now, if you have to do this thing according to your faith, now listen, you're going to have to do more of it according to your faith than the anointing that's in this prophet. You're going to have to, that, that's what this is about. I am a crutch for you, alright? I am set here to be your nanny, if you, oh, I hate that. Especially the diaper changing part. But I am here to be that to you. I'm here till you can stand on your own, scripturally and spiritually. And you want to, you folks, I, 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 you know, I know I'm a loner. I, I, I just know that when the phone rings, I cringe, thinking I might have to talk on it. Now, how can God have somebody like that doing what I do? I don't have any idea. I got some seeking. Sneaking suspicion that, that that Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Elijah was the same way, okay, and and maybe they weren't, but but that's just the way I am. But I'm there to help you. I am there to be a part of your life, to try to get you to the point where you won't need a bottle, you won't need your diaper changed, and you won't even need a pacifier, okay. And now uh, you'll make that. Now he said, then touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you, and their eyes were open. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But it was according to their faith. All right? The, another one, you can write this down, is Luke 7, 36 through 50. Oh, i got time to do that. Bless God. We can't worry about being hungry. This is a fast, right? Gotcha. We'll stay and go right on through. No. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Luke seven thirty six. Luke seven thirty six. Oh, I love it. And one of the Pharisees desired that he would eat with them, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meat. And behold, a holy woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought and alabaster box of anointment, ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissing his feet, and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. And he said, Master, say on, there is a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty, and when they had nothing to pay, and frankly, uh, and, and he frankly forgave them both, tell me therefore which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom He gaveth most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she had washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came, and hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, so to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they they that set it meet with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. So faith is a strong, strong thing. Now, Now it was not, you know, she shouldn't have even been there. But God did what he did, all right. Now, that's faith that brought the results. Now, the lack of faith, let's go to Matthew six, Matthew six, and we're going to talk here for a few minutes about the lack of faith. Now, faith obviously brought some great results to those people that, that operated therein. Now in Matthew six twenty four, it says here no man can serve two masters, for either he will have, he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the, the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what will ye uh, shall put on. Is not the life more than the meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather unto barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye much better than they? Which of you, uh, by taking thought, can add one Cupid unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith. So the Lord was quick. He was quick to point out the fact that, and they were into little faith. Have I ever been into O ye of little faith? More than I want to talk about. Okay? But it is a process uh, uh, of growing, and that's the thing that you want to remember. Uh, three strikes, and you're not out. The biggest, the biggest hindrance that you have is yourself deciding to give up because well, nothing ever seems to work for me. Well, the, you know, the thing of it is, you keep you keep working, it will work. Uh, Twenty-one in Matthew, uh, seventeen verse. It says here, and he left them and went out into Bethany, and he lodged there. And in the morning, as as he returned to the city, he hungered, and when he saw a fig tree. Uh, in the way he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said to it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have the faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if, if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. So he's saying, uh, you know, don't lack faith here. Just, just uh, pray, believe, and receive, which is, is strength. Now, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this for a second, because I was in Africa, and the Lord God was doing some special things out in the bush areas, In those uh, large crusades, and I was standing, and and I was in a village, and and there was four or five hundred ministers. They uh, we had a ministers' meeting, and the Lord God said to me, He said there was a tree that stood on my right, about from here to this wall. It was about that big around, all right, and it was probably as uh, three quarter as tall as this ceiling right here. And the Lord said. I want you to demonstrate the power of the anointing. He said, these people need to understand that the anointing will not only let them live, but the anointing can cause them to die. And I thought, well, I don't know about that. And the Lord said, go curse the fig tree and tell the people that that, that it will wither, the leaves will fall from it, and it will die. And he said that they they will understand that, that I sent the prophet. So I went over and I grabbed that and told him what I was going to do through the interpreter. I grabbed the tree and, and I prayed, and bless God, uh, uh, I left. Went back into that area a year later, and they were still talking about the fig tree. The pastor said that people walked days to come and touch that tree for the reality of a living God, for understanding. So what did that do? That brought their faith level up. The Crusades increased after that point dramatically there in the southern part of that uh, nation that I was in. And bless God, and it was because why? Because God did what? He left their faith. And, and, and see, there again, it, it, he was just telling, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And you say, well, now wait a minute. I can't talk to a mountain, literally, that it be cast, but that's what that says. Now you can say the mountains of my life, that'll work to begin with, but literally... Literally. Now, what do, you, what do you think it takes? Now, I want to get into that this afternoon. To be able, I'll hook you here and then we'll go for it this afternoon. To be able to, to bless God, to, to blow three times into a, a ditch that's about three or 4,000 feet deep that's full of fog and a hole goes straight down to the bottom and all of a sudden it just comes out like this and it all comes up and it leaves. What's that about? That's about faith. It's about the anointing, but it's about faith. And both of those have to come to those kind of le- levels, and we'll, we're going to talk about that uh, this afternoon in, in much more length. Uh, uh, Mark, Mark 4, I want to read that one. Mark 4, 35. Mark four thirty
1: five. And And the
2: same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of it, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They're going down. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And when he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Now it is how is it that ye have no faith? Now I used to meditate by the hour, that that, that right there. Why is it that you have no faith? Was it their their faith? that he was talking about in the situation, or was it their faith in him? It was their faith in him. The Son of of God was in that boat. Was he upset? No, and I'm going to tell you why. He knew they were going to the other side. He knew they were going to the other side. If he knew they were going to the other side, the boat wasn't going to sink, was it? So, when... And when you begin to examine the level, the depth, he is faith. He is faith. When he said, let there be light, there was light. Can you imagine trying that one out? (laughs) Let there be light, and there was light. And I think, no, I don't think. For me, it's a scary thing to think that we, this generation is going to turn this world right upside down because of faith. You're going to exercise such faith that, that to your neighbors, see they call you a lot of things, but believe you me, when it all starts coming down, they're going to call you because you're going to be the only ones that they know that would stand up in all the persecution, all the calls that this is a cult, you've left Jesus, you're going to hell, but they'll call. Because you're going to be the only ones they, they know is staunch enough in your belief to be able to help them. And you will. God knows you will. Now, that's lack of faith. In each case, faith was what? Faith was the key. It always is. We have to develop our faith ability. And that's probably good for you to put down. uh um, Money problems—you got to begin not with, as I said, winning the lottery. You got to begin with pennies, nickels, and dimes, and quarters, dollar bills. Okay. If God, number one, if God was to bail you out every time you got in a, had a problem, you know where you would be—just where I was at. Oh, ought to write a book on healing and miracles. I know what they're all about. And then my world got turned upside down. Then I found out what it was all about. Okay. It sure wasn't about me writing a book about healing. In fact, God didn't let me do anything about that for years after that. I got a little old pamphlet back there for what that's worth. But we will get into what, what I want to do uh, down the road here. I, I don't think we'll ever get close to it this weekend. But again, the, the giftings. There, there's the gift of uh, miracles, the gifts of healing. And I, I, want, I, I want and I'll begin to show you how that you can obtain these gifts or these giftings And more than that, uh, as to uh, preparing you for the operation thereof. Because again, you know, it's absolutely imperative that you work the works. Uh, Without the works, folks, uh, you know, can I use this expression? You're nothing more than just a bunch of hot air. You can stand and talk about God doing all these things all day you want to. If there's not some kind of evidence that God does something, guess what? You're just a bunch of hot air. You're just shooting your mouth off about something that you may know or you may not know. Unfortunately, we've had a lot of flim flam people sell a lot of things to a lot of people that just wasn't the truth. I want to end up here with a second uh second uh, Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. I love it. First second.
1: second third, third. Come on, Tom. Okay, second Thessalonians
2: 3, 10th verse for even when we were with you, this we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat well now this going some of you don't get nervous here, okay, don't start that shifting around in the seat said uh, uh, if you didn't work, you weren't going to eat, for we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy bodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Now I'm going to take that a bit out of context uh, to get you to understand that blessed God that you're going to have to to, to work uh, and without working faith isn't going to come. Uh, here, if you didn't work, you didn't eat we got some people out here, uh, oh, I've watched comedy shows talking about uh, a guy that, uh, you know, you would think that by the way they portrayed him, he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't much capable, more capable of maybe sweeping the front uh, sidewalk at the Walmart store and hear his wife say, oh, uh, such and such is holding out for an executive position in Walmart, the reason he won't work, okay, or he's overqualified for everything. And uh but, but sometimes we get there with faith. You gotta you have to work it. And you have to work you gotta find you've gotta find a faith project every day. And that's what well, I wanna hopefully get instilled in you uh before you, we leave here this weekend so you can take it on. Every day you've got to have a faith project. What am I gonna believe Now let me tell you how the devil gets to acting after a while. After you get the devil under control and you will then what's going to end up ultimately happening, him and his buddies are going to hang around there and they're going to say, Hey, we're not going to get anywhere with this old boy. Let's go down the street somewhere. The problem is going to be after you get this done, you're going to be going down the street somewhere and you're going to start teaching them how to work these works. And the key is ultimately getting that into as many vessels as we can get it into. So why? We can begin to produce the things of God. Where people can once again, Look to and realize that the fullness and the full dimension that you and I are. We are His, created by Him, and we run around. That's the reason I said you look around the church, uh, bless God, that tomorrow morning, and you find all the curses in Deuteronomy 28 sitting right there next to you. Folks, there's something wrong with all of that. And what's wrong with it is that, bless God, we got sold a bag of rocks. And now to go back and correct this isn't going to be easy But it is not impossible, okay?
1: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at Jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember, with God, all things are possible.